Well, planting progress continued at a very solid pace all across the country this past week with only a few slowdowns for rain showers. Although the rains have been timely as well, watering in freshly planted corn and soybean fields, so good news there. And planting is ahead of the five-year average and the weather forecast pretty friendly, so not a surprise why the market has been acting like it has over the past 10-plus trading sessions. Best word on that this week was, uh, you know, this old saying that says, the beatings will continue until morale improves. <laughs> it sure felt like we were getting another beating this week every time we looked at the numbers. We'll talk about all of it coming up straight ahead. The weekly market by the numbers is brought to you by the Allen County Farm Bureau. And I continue to say that the Allen County Farm Bureau has been really, really busy recently with so many issues on the plate. And they just continue to battle both here in the state, in the county, as well as the national level as well. It couldn't happen without our support. And that's really what the bottom line is. None of it is possible without our membership. So support your local Farm Bureau. Find the one in your county and support them. Online at itpaystobeamember.org. Well, it doesn't look like very long before we're going to get our buddy David Coley back with us. In the meantime, John and I are handling things. And John, let's start with corn because the spread has been a big story lately. Basis levels are starting to back off. And generally speaking, John, farmers have been dragging their heels (laughs) at some point here, not too distant future. Those chickens are coming home to roost. Well, they sure are. And, uh, yeah, the stats kind of show that in the stock numbers that farmers are still on uh, a fairly hefty portion of old crop corn. And actually, they haven't sold very much new crop corn either compared to what they should have. But that's always looking back. That's easy to see today. But the bottom line is, Rob, is that farmers are busy planting. And we can see that from the planting numbers. Uh, they've obviously been in the fields. And the price has been dropping like a rock. What a huge <laughs> yeah. fallout as we go through a major price adjustment here. But it happens every so often. You know, we had one of few years ago to the upside and now it's directing on the downside. And so therefore, farmers have had a little incentive to sell and that has caused the basis to be bid up. But as you said, it's starting to back off some and these huge, gigantic corn and soybean inverses are starting to narrow and the market is kind of beginning to lick its chops on that, I think, you know, when it comes to like the July set spread, they realize that we're running out of time. You know, we're not that far away from harvesting the new crop corn. And with all the old crop corn and soybeans yet to come out, the feeling is is that the producers could get their backs to the wall. And then sometime in the next month or so, they're going to have to start pitching this stuff to make room for the new crop. And that could cause a weaker basis. All kinds of things could happen. With what we know today, Rob, my comment is is the basis, though, even though it's falling back, it's still extraordinarily high. And producers, they probably ought to take a look at if we see any kind of recovery here. And we're seeing a little bit of recovery to start looking to just get rid of the old crop corn and soybeans, but frankly, at least get the basis locked in. Take advantage of the higher basis, and maybe you want to play the futures markets on, but that's okay. We could have a weather scare down the road that causes a sharp rally. Who knows? But man, don't miss this basis. Don't let the whole thing collapse on Stonex even said it this week. They said, quote, growers are severely undersold today. So some of what you're saying right there suggests that we're going to be moving even lower, one of which is A, early planting. You pointed that out. Good, friendly weather. And we're talking about great yields. Boy, some are even talking now 184. China canceled some stuff this past week. So, John, at this point, if you're thinking, I need to get my bins emptied out because I have a really good crop coming on. But if guys are getting concerned about bin space, go back to your former self. And if you were, say, working maybe at Bungie or ADM, what's a reasonable option to get it out of your on-farm bins but still keep it in play? 
like I said, I think the best bet right now for what I can see is it's just to go ahead and sell it like in the basis. And of course, that basis can be rolled forward. Now, granted, you know, you're kind of back to the wall. But I still like the idea of getting basis locked in at, the, at these levels, and then you can still play the futures market. But yeah, I will admit these inverses are so huge that there's really not many good alternatives at the moment other than just selling it. Producers historically like to do free delayed price, but that's gambling quite a bit right there because locking in strong basis is still seems like the best play at the moment. Maybe selling it right now it could very well be the best place. But what scares me, Rob, is, is without a weather scare, this thing could get even uglier. Now, granted, we typically have weather scares, and we probably will have one at some point this coming summer. History says that. But boy, everything at the moment is bearish. You mentioned China canceling more corn. Oh, my gosh. Export sales this week were awful again. We had, what, 313,000 negative corn because of cancellations and beans. That was a tiny number. And, of course, the planting is going extremely well. And you had a key thing here. Now that we're planting going so well. And the weather forecast for the next two to three weeks is favorable to finish up planting. And the crop's going in at a perfect ideal time where you where you uh, got the opportunity to maximize your yields. And so guess what? Analysts are now starting to say, oh, gosh, you know, the government was forecasting a 181 and a half yield on corn, 52 on soybeans. But you know what, guys? If we have favorable weather, 184 is distinctly possible. Mm. Beans around 53 or so is distinctly yeah. possible. And now you're building up those carryovers even more. You, you can start, and I've seen analysts already start to project, well, you know what, we could have a two and a half billion carryover on corn. Wow. You know, we dropped a lot. But frankly, with those kind of carryover numbers, if they're materialized, we could still go a lot lower. A little bit scary, too, this week. We, you know, when thinking about that and projecting out of ways, and uh, you can tell yourself like, all kinds of stories, you know, uh, to um, underscore your position <laughs> that you have decided you're going to take. But a little bit scary when you look at November, December pricing for corn and you're looking at it slip below $5 into the upper $4 range. I think one of the other things that we saw this past week and uh, certainly certainly over the past couple of weeks, John, has been uh, uh, the influence of the funds. Well, that's the funds have been huge sellers. And frankly, the funds have cleared out a lot of their length now, and they're establishing short positions, and we're starting to see the market get oversold. So a little bit of a pop here, a little bit of a rally. It's certainly possible for that to happen because we are getting oversold. Getting oversold and going too far south is common before mm. you see a correction, and often the correction doesn't come until well after we think it's going to come. Market has a great way of kind of pinning you back to the wall, putting you into a real <laughs> difficult situation. Yeah. This it seems to be where we're heading. Yeah. Oh, here's another one, Rob. We still have sales on the books, corn sales on the books to China of 70 million bushels. Do you think that all that's going to get shipped or are we looking at more cancellations down the road? No, we talked about that two, three weeks ago. We had said significant amount of that's probably going to be canceled. You know, and it could be repurchased at a lower price. I mean, that'd be typical yes. Chinese movement. But to uh, think that those are all going to stay on the books, mm, that's, well, that's a hard one. You know, one other point, kind of going in the other direction. I mean, there's two different stories going on in South America. One of from from the I told you so department, by the way. Argentina's Buenos Aires <laughs> Grains Exchange lowered their soybean crop to 21 million metric tons. Uh, USDA, are you guys awake there? Still hanging in there at 27 million metric tons? 
Those are the people that are on the ground there in Argentina. They were talking about that before USDA came out with the May report. So uh, I don't know what they've been thinking or smoking back there, but uh, 21 million metric tons, that is disastrous there. But on the flip side of that, John, you still got Brazil that uh, their crop yeah. keeps getting bigger. The market's not paying much attention to that. And the USDA, they obviously are too high on that Argentine production. They're going to have to adjust that. But the market's already kind of baking in a lower number anyhow. But what they're, what they're also looking at is, is the Brazilian crop is doing so well, and the yields are coming in so good that they yeah. still think the Brazilian crop is understated, offsetting the loss of Argentina, so they don't care. Another thing, too, Rob, when we start talking about prices and where they're going to go, I want to bring up the reversion theory. Well, all that is is simply saying that uh, anytime you have prices that vary, and obviously commodity prices vary. They go up, they go down, they're all over the place, as we well know. Well, there is a strong tendency when you have that to establish a long-term median price, and the market revolves around that. It goes above the median price, but then it has a tendency to come back down to it. Then it goes below the median price, and then it has a chance to come back up to it. When it comes to corn, the 15-year median price is 485. Mm. Well, you know, we're not, we haven't seen that yet, have we? Which means that's kind of a magnet for corn. Uh, it's going to be a tendency for it to want to go back there and go below it. If we don't have any kind of a scare or something to come in here and bull this thing, uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go back down to 485. We're going to go back below it. We could even get as low as 430 or 440 or something like that based upon that theory. Granted, we could have a weather scare at some point this year or a problem. We've got plenty of time for that to happen, but we don't know when that's going to happen, if it's going to happen, and how low does it go first. I don't want to be you know, too strong about this thing, but I'm going back again through history, and we've seen this occur over and over again. And we're seeing it again. So 485 becomes a magnet, and if the weather continues to be favorable, we're going to go well below that at some point. So. This thing, it's had a huge drop, but that doesn't mean it can't go a lot lower. So 553 looks pretty good at this point. <laughs> Real good, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, boy. Well, when you say 430, it sounds really, really good. All right, we're at that uh, point in the program where we got to talk about the final word today. What is your final word today, Mr. Kavanaugh? Well, I'm going to throw something out that, that kind of hit the market yesterday. There was actually some rumors, discussion that the most recent corn cancellation to China, at least we thought China canceled some more corn. There's a rumor out there that it wasn't China that did the cancellation, well, that the U.S. actually did the cancellation with the reason being there was not enough corn in position at export markets to ship that corn to China. Hold it. <laughs> no, Rob, I know. I, I'm sure we would have heard more about that if, if that were true. It sounds absurd to me, but I did want to mention that that rumor and story was in the market. And if it's true, it's going to be a big deal, and we're going to hear a lot more about it. Mm -hmm. Personally, I'm convinced it's pure bunk, but let's keep our ears open. It could be exciting. Thank you, John Cavanaugh. Coley and Cavanaugh brought to you each week by the Allen County Farm Bureau coming off of the legislative session here in the state of Indiana and pretty proud of some nice wins for farm families across the state. But they've also got something coming up that's worth noting, and that is the new webinar series designed to engage a variety of membership segments and issues. The First Friday Ag Forum presented over Zoom on the first Friday of each month. And the next installment coming up on June 2nd at 1 p.m. These are the kinds of things your Farm Bureau is doing to keep all farm families connected, and the only way it's possible is with your support. You can do that with a membership. Go online to it pays to be a member.org. Podcasts by Federated Media.